Our gospel today comes from Matthew chapter 14. Now when Jesus heard about the beheading of John the Baptist, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. The disciples replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And Jesus said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, Jesus looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled, and they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. <clears throat> So part of my morning routine before I have even headed to the goat barn for the day is to sit on my patio with a cup of coffee and to just enjoy the noises that we hear on the farm that we live on. <clears throat> I'm listening to the creek, to the roosters and the peak fowl waking up. It's often a slow and sort of restful start to my day. But the one part of it that isn't so slow and restful is that part of my cup of coffee wake-up time usually includes checking through the morning news. Not really a good way to restfully wake up, but you gotta check it sometime. And there is so much confusion and heartache and suffering in our world, even in our own community. Each day, Greg comes home from his work with Low Overwhelming, and I can always tell when a day has been good and fulfilling and wonderful, and when he comes home a bit more tired. Working with those who are experiencing deep poverty, who are unhoused, he witnesses and shares with me some of the pain and suffering and need around us in our community today. And we don't have to read the news or to know somebody who works for an organization who that serves those in need to know that the confusion and heartache and all of that that exists in our world exists in our community here. We might see someone on the street or love someone in our own family who is struggling, who is seeking help or assistance. And down to a very basic reality of needs, our community faces a real problem of food insecurity. And I've talked about food insecurity before. Food insecurity is just simply a lack of access to affordable, nutritious food caused by a lack of resources. And because of COVID-19, because of closures and difficulties in staffing, difficulties in dispersing, many of our youth in our community are facing increased food insecurity as well. Between the news around this pandemic, around politics, around justice seeking, when we think about all of the people in need around us, it can just feel so big. Even with organizations in our community that are serving those living in poverty, serving those who are unhoused, it still isn't enough. 
even with our own giving of our time and our finances to organizations like the Fish Food Pantry, we still witness the great needs around us in the news and on the street corner and in our neighborhoods. And sometimes when I'm drinking that cup of coffee in the morning, I find myself praying to God and wondering if there can ever be enough. Honestly, sometimes when I really let the news or even just my own witnessing of the needs in our community get to me, I can like feel it in my body. And for a long time, I thought this feeling of not being able to do enough was guilt or shame for not being able to give absolutely everything I own or all the possible time I have. I thought the feeling in my heart and sometimes my stomach was a kind of embarrassment maybe some anxiety. But then I read through our text from Matthew today, once again, because Jesus has been ministering and teaching and caring for people, and finally he needs a break. He just found out that John the Baptist, who in Luke's gospel is his cousin, in Matthew's gospel is his mentor, has just been executed in the most brutal possible way. And so Jesus needs a day off. He needs some time on the patio with a cup of coffee. And for Jesus, that looks like time in the wilderness and maybe a nap. So he goes to this deserted place in hopes of having some peace and quiet, in hopes of recharging so that he can go back out into his ministry. And Lord knows we all need to recharge sometimes. But like often happens, that time gets interrupted. We can't go very long without encountering someone in need, whether that be hunger, addiction, mental illness, homelessness, and especially in this time, we know that more people are experiencing loneliness and depression and anxiety. If we do leave our house to go to the grocery store, to a doctor's appointment, or to a socially distanced gathering, sometimes we can't avoid it. And neither could Jesus. Neither could Jesus. So when he arrives at that shore to a crowd of people waiting for him, he doesn't turn the boat around. He feels compassion. And in Greek, this word compassion comes from a root that means liver, heart, lungs, kidneys. It literally means to be moved by our insides, moved by our gut. It's a pretty graphic image that the Greek language gives us, and it's always one of my favorite, and so whenever this text comes up, I always have to talk about it a little bit, because it makes me wonder if all those times that I failed to help, that I couldn't or just didn't take care of my neighbor, what if that feeling in my stomach or my heart, or maybe it was my kidneys and lungs, I don't know for sure, but what if that feeling in my body wasn't guilt or shame, but rather compassion. That my body was literally trying to move me to do something. That my gut was trying to tell me something that the rest of me wasn't able to hear. Because like the disciples in that once deserted place, I look around and there are so many mouths to feed. There is so much need that surrounds us. How can I possibly make a difference? 
How can five loaves of bread and two fish make a difference in the face of the thousands of hungry people? Because you note in Matthew's gospel, it just says 5,000 men besides women and children. So there are probably at least 10,000 people there gathered. The little bit of food that the disciples brought probably wouldn't be enough for Jesus and the 12 disciples in the first place. They were already living in their own food scarcity themselves. But the reality is for them, for Jesus, that's not the end of the story. And the disciples weren't planning to go into town to find food. They were planning to eat what they had and maybe go to bed a little bit hungry. And so by this point, by the time that Jesus has crossed on his boat to this deserted place looking for rest, to only find those who were in need of caring and healing and teaching, the disciples are pretty tired too, right? They've been following Jesus this whole time. They knew of John the Baptist. They're also grieving and wanting a little bit of rest. And they are probably a little disappointed, maybe just a little bit. That, was, that tinge of, I know that this is what we should do, but like, I really need a nap first. It's like when you're on an airplane and you're reading through the safety requirements and it says you got to put your mask on first before you can put somebody else's on, their batteries are low. And so when they first arrived, hoping for that rest, and instead being greeted by thousands of people in need, the disciples didn't say anything when Jesus just got out of the boat and started healing. They didn't try to stop him or convince him to take a break. They waited. And who knows, maybe they even helped. But then it starts getting dark. Their feet are hurting. They are ready to eat what little food they have and go to get some sleep. But Jesus is still going. And so they suggest that the crowd should be sent away so that the crowd can get food from the neighboring towns. Sometimes we're tired too, right? Sometimes we're worn out. Sometimes we don't feel like we have enough for ourselves, let alone to care for other people. We're all living through a global pandemic right now, and sometimes we don't know what we can do safely. Sometimes we just need a day off from this weird feeling in our guts that tells us that maybe we should be doing something. Can't someone else just do it today? That little thought that sometimes we have. Can't people just figure it out for themselves and go into town and get some food? I imagine the disciples trying to convince Jesus. I can see where the disciples are coming from. I've had days like that too. I felt my compassion fatigue kick in more these days, especially because fatigue just seems to kick in more quickly during this pandemic. But Jesus is still going. Jesus is moved by compassion, by his gut, by his heart, and he is still going. This compassion, this feeling that when we fail to do absolutely everything we possibly can do for those in need, it stinks. But Jesus doesn't stop. Jesus keeps going. Jesus doesn't stop caring for the people when the disciples point out that it's late, that they're tired, they're hungry, that the people around them are hungry too. And instead of scolding the disciples or making them feel guilty or ashamed for not doing enough, Jesus hears them and Jesus says, bring them to me, bring me the food that we have. Jesus keeps going and he blesses the food, he breaks the bread and he passes it to the disciples and asks them to share with others. 
a holy communion with thousands gathered. He invites the disciples into a task that they can handle, even though they might prefer to take a rest right now. And what do you know? There's enough. Not because the disciples were moved by their own compassion, not because they knew what to do or how to care for the people around them. It wasn't because the disciples stopped worrying about their own needs and their own hunger. There's enough because Jesus is enough. Because God is the God who calls everyone who thirsts or hungers to come to him to drink and to eat because God provides. God provides the way that God often seems to provide, through people, right? That's the way that God reaches out into the world through each and every single one of us, through the disciples, through you, and through me. Jesus uses these disciples who are tired and hungry and ready for the day to be done to feed thousands, to feed thousands. Even though they weren't sure they would have enough even for themselves, they experienced the prayer with Jesus, and because Jesus is enough, all were filled. This is what Jesus does for us, and sometimes when we get that feeling in our insides, that compassion stuff, and we fail to help the person in need, we forgot to keep some change in our car, we got so caught up in our own busyness that just for a moment it slipped our mind that the person on the street corner was a person and not a caricature to be avoided. Sometimes even with prayer and bringing what we have to God, we just aren't enough to care for all those in need. And that's when we realize that in the midst of all of this, in the midst of a global pandemic, Jesus is still going. Still going in compassion to cure and to feed. Still going to the cross because this compassion, this healing, this feeding is not just illness and food. It's life and spirit. Jesus goes to the cross to heal us of our brokenness, to heal our hearts when they break over the pain in our world. Jesus goes to the cross to feed us, to fill us with the Spirit, to breathe new life into us so that whatever the news may bring, we know we are not alone in this. Jesus goes to the cross because it's true, we alone can't do enough. But Jesus goes to the cross because Jesus is enough, because even on Jesus' day off, he is still moved by compassion, moved by his insides for us. Jesus goes to the cross because Jesus has compassion for us, for you and for me, for the entire world. Jesus goes to the cross to forgive us for when we fail, and Jesus conquers all that failure, all that guilt and shame, and Jesus makes us healed and filled and enough so that we can bring our prayers to God and allow God to use us in this world so that we can be enough and be moved by our compassion so that we can be enough that we can be God's hands and feet in the world so that we can be enough and we can share in the abundance of God's love for us and for all so that no matter what the next day brings we know that just like Jesus is with us in this, we can keep going too. Thanks be to God. Amen.